AR43 is an award-winning design firm founded in 2006 by Lim Cheng Kui. The firm has completed a wide range of works ranging from commercial, residential, hospitality, and institutional projects across Asia. And with taking responsibility to the built environment, they take each design as an opportunity to experiment with innovative architectural interpretations around a synthesis of site and program. Today, we have Lim Cheng Kui with us, and we will be conversing with him about empowering educational spaces with architecture through some of the works that he successfully completed. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's our pleasure. Will you first tell us about your background and about the firm? Okay. Um, I'm actually used to be a Malaysian. Uh, I was born in Georgetown, Penang, and I uh, graduated in Kuala Lumpur, um, and I moved down, in fact, the campus moved down to Johor, uh, and I graduated in year two, oh, sorry, 1988. So 1988, I graduated, um, and it was a very challenging time because in the 80s, there was a very uh, deep recession in Malaysia. And in fact, even Singapore was quite badly affected. Uh, and without being able to find work in, in Malaysia, I decided that uh, you know I should pursue my career in Singapore and give it a try. And through my lecturer's recommendation, in fact, I came to meet uh, meet up with Mr. William Lim. Mr. William Lim is a pioneer architect in Singapore uh, who had done a lot of fantastic work in Malaysia and in Southeast Asia. And I was always an admirer uh, and I always enjoying, you know, uh, his lecture and, and, and all that. So I came over and, uh, and tried my luck to have an interview with him. And I was accepted, in fact, uh, right at the final year of my thesis presentation. So I, I was really delighted and I came over here uh, to Singapore and and in fact I have no plan to stay longer than three years. I thought it was going to be just a temporary thing and I will be going back to Malaysia to to practice. Uh, but you know things change. Uh, after three years of living in Singapore and working in Singapore and I kind of like it. I kind of like the system of uh working and collaborating with people in Singapore. And there's so much things I, I could learn. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, young and very energetic uh, contemporary of mine who are working in the same firm. And we share a lot of uh, ideals together. And, and, and it was like a big family. And I therefore, I decided to stay on longer than I should. Uh, but of course, after five years, I felt that it's probably about time for me to leave with William Lim Associates. And me and two other colleagues uh, left William Lim Associates and we went to architect Tangara, uh, who is another pioneer architect in Singapore. In fact, Mr. Tae King Soon and Mr. William Lim, uh, they used to be partners. Mm. Uh, and so we, we spent about I mean, I spent about one year in Architectangara before we finally decided to start up our own. And so three of us started a company called Forum Architects. 
and I was a, one of the founding members. Uh, so the partnership lasted about 12 years. It was a good journey. Uh, but again, in 2006, I decided to start my own firm. Uh, I basically want to run a smaller firm, smaller practice. Uh, and perhaps it's less stressful. <laughs> so I I started uh, AR43 in 2006. Uh, so, I mean, time flies. It's, it's, it's almost been close to about uh, 17 years now. Yeah. yeah, so a matter of time will be 20 years soon. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in AR43, we, we pride ourselves with... Uh, with works, uh, no, no matter what size, whether it's very, very small, small renovation or sizable projects, we always try to give up best in, in terms of design and explorations of ideas. So over the years, we uh, we have been lucky. We have uh, we have uh, gotten projects from um, government bodies and institutions. And also private clients who you know who like our work very much. Um, so the main portfolio in AR forty three has always been uh, private residences, uh, and at the same time we have institutional projects uh, that involve uh, laboratory design, uh, and that is why I was, uh, in fact, we we were engaged as a consultant, a firm consultant in uh, uh, National University of Singapore for about 10, 11 years. And so we did a lot of various size of projects in, 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 in the campus. So some are actually just renovation, some are interiors, some are infill within the campus. Um, so I will explain a bit more on some of the educational building that we did. Um, besides that, we also, uh, get involved in uh, religious building. We build temples. Uh, and at the same time, we are now currently working on two mosques renovations. Uh, in fact, it's a major upgrading work. Uh, other than that, we have done commercial work, we have done hospitality work, and also very small interior work. Uh, entertainment uh, work as well. I've done a lot of cinemas, cineplexes in the past. Uh, but Having said that, residential project is still one of our major uh, portfolio. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah, it's a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, what inspired your design approach? Well, our design approach has always been um, we we don't believe in one single solution for everything. And we always try to be very mindful in our approach and uh, in the way we design. We try to investigate uh, thoroughly about the site, the surrounding, you know, the the constraints, and also our clients' uh, uh, design brief. Uh, because I think architecture, you can't kind of detach yourself from all this uh, this thing. I, I mean, after all, architecture is for humanities, mm. right? Uh, I mean, without humanity, there's no architecture. So we, we are very careful about uh, what we should do and what we should not do. So when we go to a site, when we study the site, we, we try very much not to be too invasive. 
that's our approach. I mean, we will try to keep the terrain as much as possible. And we also will try to kind of map out what are the important features on site, the trees, the view, or whatever that has been there for ages. That's why you can see some of our work, like our uh, Tembusu house. We actually kept uh, three very important trees, which is, I mean, the trees are like uh, 60 years old trees, you know, and there are three of three numbers of them in, in within our site itself. So of course, the easy approach is that you will cut down the trees, you know, and then you just build everything there as, as, as though the trees never exist. But we try our very best. We, we try to keep the three numbers of trees, uh, which is right in the center of the site. So it's always very challenging. Similarly, in one of our educational buildings, we was actually sitting on a small little hill. And of course, I mean, maybe other people would flatten the hill and just build from the ground onwards. But we convinced the client that we should build the building on steel and keeping the terrain as much as intact as possible. So that space on, on the little hill uh, became an outdoor, you know, kind of students' uh, space that where they can mingle, where they can, you know, interact with each other. So site constraint, site potentials are always our priorities. Now, of course, then we have to go into the client's uh, aspiration. What do they want to do with this building or this project? And what kind of constraint do they have? Right. I mean, uh, there are many types of approach. Of course, we have clients who have endless budget. Uh, we also have clients who has very constrained budget. Uh, so we will have to take that into consideration. So of course, env environmentally, we need to think about sustainability as well. I mean, in, in the context of today, uh, we, we really have to be very mindful of what we do. Right. Um, and that, that has always been our approach. Yeah. How can design and architecture uplift and empower educational spaces? Just now you mentioned about uh, your one of your projects, right? Yeah, I think good architecture, as we all know, it, 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 it will inspire people, right? Uh, especially uh, when the building involves uh, a larger community. Uh, so a campus is actually designing for a community. It's not a single dwellers kind of uh, facility. And how do we make it work is that we have to, uh, besides making the, the space interesting, we have to make sure that the interactions and the connectivity is there. We all have to design that as though it's like a bus interchange where a lot of students come and meet at some point, right? So the Frontier uh, uh, Student Center and the Canteen is one of that kind of projects where connectivity is very important. In fact, that project connect all the students within the same faculty and also from, uh, you know, faculties beyond that, that uh, vicinity. So students will come here primarily for food because it's a canteen, right? But at the same time, they are also coming gathered together for, uh, you know, idea sharing and discussion and having social functions and all that. So 
education building is about that. It's not just about compartmentations of learning spaces. Because in the old days, all the uh, educational buildings are very compartmentalized. Mm. Right? You, you have a uh, faculty of that, faculty of this, and they are kind of separated, you know, and, and classrooms are also designed very differently. They're very enclosed. But in today's uh, context, students are no longer learning in that manner. Yeah? And then with IT, with technologies, uh, people can have, uh, you know, lectures with a lecturer which is like a thousand miles away or, you know, the, the lecture could be in New York, could be in London, but the students are here. They can have sharing session, they can have projects being done together. So the connectivity is, the interactive part is very, very important. Yeah. Uh, of course, the other thing that we think for education building, what is the most important thing is having natural light and incorporating nature into the building. I mean, through research, you know that uh, brighter building and uh, building that is well-connected with nature uh, create a better impact, positive impact on the mental health mm. of the students, not just the student itself or any users. Uh, it can be a home. I mean, you know, a bright lit house is always, you know, create a more positive space for, for families rather than dark spaces. Uh, so, you know, at education center is the same. And, you know, uh, students will be more cheerful, they are happier, uh, hopefully also more relaxed because of the, you know, the natures and the landscape that we have done or we have preserved. In Frontier itself, in fact, we have kept most of the mature trees. A lot of trees are, you know, like almost close to 100 years old. And these trees are like rain trees. They are very, very big. Uh, so when we map out the, the design, we actually map together with the trees. We we don't have any intention to, we didn't have any intention to kind of chop it down. Yeah, and of course, user-centric is another very important thing. How to make the students feel at home, at ease in school? Because you don't want a situation where the students just come to the school and after that, they want to rush back to their hostels or home. And that defeat the purpose as a learning center because you want the students to stay, you want the students to learn and, and socialize. And how to make the students feel comfortable and feel at home is that you have to take care of their needs, right? And you have to make them feel that, uh, you know, the spaces are designed for them and where they can feel safe to be there and where they can keep their belongings. And they also feel that they have certain privacy where, you know, outside they will not intrude. Uh, yeah. So this, these are all the important factors when we, when we design education program. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I think I agree by keeping a, a space now more flexible than before will allow, uh, you know, the the many activities that people can do in there, uh, prolonging the time they can spend there. Also, it becomes um, more and more homey as it goes, right? Um, so I'm curious about the feedback of the, maybe if you have like one or two concrete feedbacks from the users of the space. Yeah, in fact, we did uh, 
quite a few building there. Besides Frontier, we have uh, users who came to us and said that they are very happy with the end result. Uh, in fact, being invited to the opening of the space is one good sign that they are happy with the building. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you know, you, you will never get invited. Uh, so yes, Frontier has won two very important awards. Uh, it's, a, it's an ASEAN award. Uh, in fact, it's for uh, uh, low energy uh, building. And it's, just, uh, it's also, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, it's designed for sustainability. So we won consecutively two years uh, in the ASEAN Energy Design Award. And, and the, the clients are very proud of that. Uh, because they they receive these awards, they 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 share with me, and and they're kind of very uh, happy and grateful at the same time. Uh, I don't know what, whether the students will find that important, but because in a way all these are very subtle, you you won't even know that this building won an award because it's really a budget constrained building. Yeah, but we try to design in such a way that. We save energy as much as possible. Uh, and because all these spaces that we try to create, they are very much depending on passive cooling. So we did a lot of studies as well when we map up the you know the layout. We did the you know wind flow studies, right? How the wind wind flow in a certain manner within the year, and how that uh, would make the spaces especially the open spaces more comfortable for the students to use yeah well if you go to the frontier today you can find that most of them are very happy within that space where they are you know socializing they are eating very comfortably of course when it comes to a certain more uh, 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 kind of compartmentalized rooms where they need maybe aircon and all that. Of course, that is control cooling. But even that, uh, that space, we, we still make it very flexible where you can actually decide whether you want, uh, you know, uh, aircon or not at all, you know. So, uh, yeah, my guess is that they are happy. <laughs> from the happy faces. That's amazing. Um, so lastly, in your opinion, uh, what do you think we need to focus on when designing a better built future educational architecture that, you know, promote healthier and more inspiring learning environments? I think there's a lot more to explore. I mean, what we have done now, uh, the few key factors that I, ex that I share with you. Uh, I think uh, worldwide, I think most of the uh, designers who are involved in educational design, they are already into that. Uh, but how to make it even better, uh, incorporating technologies and things like that. Uh, and of course, it will change from time to time because the future learning could be very, very different. Uh, we don't even know whether you still need a campus in future. Right. And, and what is the campus for in future? Uh, so there's, um, there's a lot of things that we are learning uh, from others, observing. Uh, but I think we always have to be uh, curious about what people are doing. And we shouldn't stop. 
uh, investigating uh, what are the best better solutions because there are uh, like when we were doing a lot of research labs uh, that involved a lot of technologies and how that uh, will you know transform the education spaces is something that we have to be constantly mindful uh, what we can do better yeah yeah, hey, but uh, that's where the flexibility of space comes in, yes. and it will help a lot in the enabling of you know future demands that keep on changing and growth of needs that keep on transforming. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to hear you know your works being received really positively by the people. Essentially, a good design um, is also good humanity, right? Allowing social engagements. And it's really, really nice to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, thank you. Thank this you. Conversation and keep doing great work. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.